this is the official Scottish Rugby Podcast with Caroline and Chris. And this week we are back in the Scotland Team Hotel and we're joined by Scotland co-captain Rory Darge and sitting alongside him is Hooker Ewan Ashman. Very good to see you both. Uh, you've just been fed, so that's always a good time to catch up with you. <laughs> How's the day been so far? It's been pretty um, pretty relaxed. Well, we had a lot of meetings in the morning, a uh, bit of gym, a bit of skills. We've sort of changed the way we do the weeks since the World Cup. We didn't do it this way at the World Cup, did we? We go, we mm. go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday now. Yeah, Monday's um, now the best day. This is yeah, definitely yeah. the best day to be in camp. Right, yeah. so, so as in you build up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's very relaxed. <laughs> yeah. And a few coffees, reviews, good meetings, catch with the coaches and stuff. And then next day will get slightly harder and then the next day we're we're into it. That sounds all right. Well, I was going to say, is it different this week because it's after a down week? Yeah, so Monday. Like, yeah, a wee bit, we did a bit more on skills than probably normally would, right. maybe. Um, but not too different, no. Um, but it can off heat conditioning as well for the lads that never played at the weekend. So, had did that. you do that? I did it, yeah. Did you do it? I must have missed that one. So, yeah, that's about the only difference. Yeah. And, and obviously, it's been a long time since the France game, but it seems that was like the a first long time. time. Yeah. It? yeah. It seems like a season ago. Mm. You talked a minute ago before we started recording about the Connection Cafe. Just fill us in on, on that again. What's t- tell us a bit about what, that, what you got up to there. Yeah, so we, we have a lovely lady who's very good at making coffees come in and I think it's just an, an opportunity uh, to kind of connect, to so get around each other. We, it literally is just that connection cafe, so you sit around, enjoy a, a coffee. What a few else? boys probably have about three coffees. Just, just coffee? There's a couple of chai bags, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know, yeah. I'm very professional. But um, no, yeah, and it's just an opportunity to sit down and, and catch up. Obviously, I haven't seen some of the boys for, for the last week or so. So, uh, What's a chat? Is it rugby chat or is it non-rugby chat? It'll start rugby and finish non-rugby. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because <laughs> obviously <laughs> games at the weekend. Edmund Glasgow playing and yeah, yeah, other lads playing. Is it? Uh, I think there was a little bit of that. Yeah, I th- I heard Sione and Duan talking about Edinburgh Glasgow sort of games and stuff like that. It always comes back to that. Yeah. You run out of things to talk to and <laughs> talk, talk too much rugby. But um, no, yeah, it's good catching up with the boys. Obviously, a few boys like Mish guys. 150th, so yeah. everybody's getting around him, and but he got his hundredth, so yeah. a lot, a lot of chat and congratulations about that as well. It's a big weekend for that, wasn't it? It was nice yeah. to see them both get those, uh, get those, reach those milestones. Yeah, can you forget like that? The big like Batty for me, I was surprised it was at 100. 100 I know he's and he's had time away from Glasgow as well, playing Edinburgh and Bath, um, but it seems to come around really quickly. I think yeah, it shows as well that Batty kind of one of those guys that just yeah. goes out every week. Every so, week, yeah. Um, he's yeah. Like you say, he's been at Edinburgh, Bath, and also sort of came into it late. Yeah, because yeah, uh, well, I remember right. coming to the academy late. Yeah. Up at Broadwood, yeah, did, and yeah. playing at Melrose, and I was still a lad playing at Melrose. And yeah. It um, just shows there's a lot of ways in, but, you know, you have to work hard when you're in, and he's, he's certainly done that. He's made a big impact. Yeah. And he'll be knocking on the door this weekend, I imagine, as well. Yeah, for sure. I think that that's a good thing about the squad just now. I think um, every week is that. And it's not just in, you know, it's in every position, pretty much. There's mm-hmm. a lot of competition, so... Mm-hmm. Um, like Ashley mentioned, we'll be training tomorrow on Wednesday. I'm pretty sure it'll be quite, quite intense sessions because like guys want to sort of prove and if they feel like they've got a point to prove and they want to get in, into the 23, so um, it can only be a good thing, really. Scotland co-captain for you. How are you enjoying the role then? I'm really enjoying it. Like I was um, initially, I think I was like really glad that Gregor gave me the opportunity to do it last year and kind of threw me mm. in at the deep end. He, he told me on the Monday and that I was going to be co-captain, uh, sorry, that I was going to be captain in that Italy week and it was like 15 minutes before the team meeting or something like that so it was like lots of sort of things going through my head but I'm, I'm glad that he did that because um, you know I feel a little bit more suited to it now and 
uh, to do it with somebody like Finn, but not not just Finn. I think um, all the guys that are involved on the pitch also. <coughs> Grant Gilchrist, the only two plot to, but also um, Jamie wasn't involved at the weekend, but he's been a massive help for me. So um, yeah, it's been uh, really, really good so far. How would you describe his leadership? Path? I've known Dodge a while. Close mates, yeah, right? yeah. So it was funny. Uh, we had a funny moment, like uh, just <laughs> <I know you're> <laughs> going into the game, like obviously unbelievable meeting uh, Princess Anne. And I was just the whole time I was thinking, how is Roy Darch introducing me to you know like a royal royal majesty? I was like, this is so funny. I was like looking at him, like trying not to laugh, and he's yeah. like, this is you and Astro, and it's just like I've known since 18 years old, and it's just yeah, it, it, it was funny. So no, it wasn't probably more surprising for Darch himself. Like he, he he was captain for all my age grade stuff, yeah. and, and you know obviously like he said did it last year, but now he's he's taken to it like he has. It just leads from the front in training. And have you ever led? Can't no, I'm, I'm, I'm strictly uh, head down and, uh, you know, probably probably not a big talker, but um, yeah. no, no. I could lead in loads of different ways, though, can't you? Yeah, that's mm. true, yeah. Yeah, probably probably more so like that 20 stuff and uh, yeah. and things uh, than, than, than finding find a leadership role here, mm. yeah, so. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, definitely. I think, like, um, like I said, you know, I felt like I got thrown into the deep end a little bit initially and I was there was like lots of thoughts going through my head like a little bit nervous and obviously because it's a lot of responsibility but um like I say the boys support also Gregor's support and Aaron Walsh like he's been really good for me um just as a bit of a sort of not always sort of tell you what what his thoughts are but sometimes just like somebody you can go to and say what do you think about this and he'll just like give you confirmation and then mm -hmm. like you you yeah, it just kind of solidifies it in your head. So like a sounding um, board. Basically. Yeah, sounding board. Surrounded yeah. by a good sounding board. Yeah, and also like given the idea, I think it's just a really good environment to sort of be given the opportunity because uh, I feel like I'm supported massively. Not just the guys that I mentioned, but also like um, I feel like in this campaign, like everyone's spoken up and in meetings and stuff like that, and it's been really good. So um, yeah, pretty grateful for it's that. It's brilliant to have that support. Mm. Yeah, because I think even. Even if you trust your instincts, and everybody will trust your instincts, trust the reason you're appointed a leader or captain or co-captain is because, well, your level of performance and your ability, but also because you have the, the skills to do it. But when you're in that position, something something needs to wait the back of your mind. Say, well, am I right? Is my hunch right? You know, is that the right way to go about things, or am I reacting differently? So even have confirmation of what you're thinking is right. You do have that doubt sometimes when you're... When you are in front of people and you are, you do have a, a leadership role. So having that support is really, really important. Not necessarily learning new things, but just confirming, confirming like mm -hmm. you that say. actually, yeah, I'm on it. So it's uh, it's good to have that. Yeah. It's uh, in terms of divvying up the job as well. You are co-captain. So did you and Finn have a catch-up? How did that look <laughs> when you first found out that you were co-captaining Scotland together before the Guinness Six Nations? How did you have that conversation and what did that look like as to how you would divvy it up? I'm trying to think the first week. So obviously I was I was coming back from injury. I wasn't involved in the Wales game. Um, so we didn't have much of a conversation when I first came in. Um, but then obviously in the build-up to France, I was about to say England, in the build-up to France, um, we had a lot more conversations around it, and um, I think it works quite. It's, it's a good balance. Myself and Finn like both play the game very differently, um, and have very different roles within it, like within the, within the game and what we're expect what's expected of us. So um, I think that works well because um, you know 
whatever's going on in the forwards might your backs might not appreciate it sometimes or might not have a full understanding of it and and I think I can speak up on that part and then similarly within the other way so um yeah it's been good I think we'll probably learn things as we go and um that's just part of it like we've never done it well I've never done it before for a full campaign Finn's never done it for for a full campaign we've never been co-captains before so part of it will be figuring out as you go but I think um all we can do is sort of like you say, talk about it before and try and get as robust a plan as we can going into it. I like that. Point, isn't it? Like, <coughs> I, I like yeah. that. I, I think, again, it underlines the reason you're co-captains mm. because you have the ability to be instinctive, to chat through it, to find solutions, to be, you know, I suppose, understanding and listening to, to others. I think if you go in with a really strict plan as to who's doing what, you end up focusing on trying to execute the plan you came up with mm. rather than being... You know, in the moment and reactive, and reactive to yeah. it, and, and using that natural leadership you've got, I, I'm, I'm, I think much prefer that than having a, a strict role. I think it, it's quite refreshing, really. Because again, going back to times where, where I've been captain and years and years ago, you do you 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 kind of worry about being captain more than worried about your performance. But by sharing that responsibility and not having to stick to a, a strict regime, your focus is natural your performance, and albeit the kind of leadership secondary which I think means you're, you're probably being a, as effective leader as possible. It's like you say and we don't see it at test level often where there's a co-captaincy in place but actually as you've described there you, you are covering <coughs> excuse me you are covering all areas of the pitch mm. and each individual member of that match day 23 feels represented and then the wider squad as well. Are you finding that that the guys can have relationship you, you know everybody's covered you've got a leadership team in place where everybody knows everyone but you're more likely to approach someone that you've gotten on with longer or that you play with at a different club so I suppose that the the unit below you the foundations leading up to that co-captaincy at the top that's it in a nutshell really isn't it that you've got it spread across uh, the squad and everybody's got somebody that they can they can refer up to yeah I think so I think there's a wider leadership group as well that obviously everyone's aware of who the leaders are within the squad and um, are they are they selected or is it has it just become apparent from the environment? I think it's different for different people. So some people get asked and they're like natural leaders quite quite loud, and then other people, um, kind of just just rise to the top because that's the just the nature of them. Um, but but no, like you say, it's 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 good to kind of have that perspective throughout. Like like Dodge said, it's not we're not missing anything because there's so many different characters mm. seeing different things. Like Dodge said, Nons, uh, Matt Ferguson, like these guys all speak up a lot. Jamie Ritchie, um, and and you know at the same time there's not too many voices. It's concise, so it is it is really natural and, and and seems to be working quite well at the moment. It used to be if you were captain, you'd get a room on your own but you put a roomies aren't you uh, no, <laughs> no he put in a special request I think what, to get I, was, I was <laughs> meant to get a free room or something like that but then uh, Edgy was saying that he was asking well, if he can get so, well, so you asked for him not well, to leave you that's the story he said <laughs> Edgy came up to me and said we, we tried to give Dodgy his own room but he loves you too much he said not to bitch you no I, I prefer having a roommate definitely yeah, at that. the start of the week like, yeah it's a long week on it's your own, isn't it? towards like when we get to Kempton everyone gets room to them so. yeah. Yeah. and then yeah that makes sense I think night before the game two nights before the game but early in the week like I'd rather have a roommate I think and have you always roomed you pair yeah pretty much yeah mm-hmm. pretty much I think Ashy first Six Nations was before year before me mm. um, did you just come in and just I like came in and he latched on to me <laughs> what the pal um, and then I had to take yeah. him under my wing. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels like, because we came in, well, when we were both in, 
I was a pre- like the apprenticeship. Yeah. Were you apprenticeship that year as well? Was that your first year first selected year, in the yeah. squad? And I put in with Rambo, so they kind of yeah. ease you in, put you in with the big dog, and he he kind of <laughs> did take me under his wing, looked after me a bit. Mm. But so that was your first year. Yeah. Was with Rambo, and then the second year were, were we rooming together? I can't actually remember when I was apprentice. Yeah, we, we basically have after that. I think so. We, yeah. So I think I remember. Yeah, I think I remember that year. Sure, where did the friendship start? Obviously, you played age grade rugby together. Was it eighteens or twenties or? We, we probably played six. We, we, played well, we, did, we did play yeah, sixteens like together, but we didn't yeah. speak yeah. to each other. You never spoke to each other. I remember that sixteens year, yeah. and my the people I spent the most time with. Uh, yeah, like, we obviously spoke to each other, but like we, we weren't like uh, close pals or anything like that. Sixteens. It, it was probably when I went on a loan stint, mm-hmm. um, and originally was living mm-hmm. in Gullen and having to travel in. Yeah. And Dodgy had a flat in Edinburgh, so I ended up just crashing on, crashing yeah. on a Dodgy sofa for a month or two, and we got a bit of a routine of You're proper roommates. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and and every day we kind of religiously, gym, sauna, yeah, go for a sandwich. Like we were both like for that pre-season uh-huh. working pretty hard, so that's probably where it started. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, I didn't think about that because we we didn't play 18s together. No. Um, played 20s together, mm-hmm. but that was after that, wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember, but it, yeah, that that's probably where it started. Really, we spent a lot of time together that year when you lived with Rowan Frostwick, yeah, and he's uh, slowly and obviously that's yeah, yeah. close close to my my bit as well. So, um, living together in Edinburgh was good fun. Are you back in North Berwick often? Dropped out the rugby club. Yeah, well, well, we're in camp. Yeah, um, Arbor Lady, so like that's this tiny little village. Yeah, yeah. That I, so I've been to. Um, I was actually home yesterday, seeing the folks and my younger brother and stuff. So. Um, Pretty, pretty ideal mm-hmm. for getting into here. It's always good to get a wee bit of time away in the down week as well, isn't it? Yeah. And before a, oh, such an intense week as this week, yeah, you need to, yeah, that kind of week. Off, yeah. The down week, you've got to get away somewhere. What did you do to switch off, Ashley? Um, Missed Not very much. I actually went to the beach for Dodge. Yeah, one day, yeah, no, yeah. Which yeah. is weird because you'd think I'd had enough of him, but um, <laughs> our dogs met and uh, yeah. went down the beach, had a coffee. Um, <laughs> Basically relived everything from the 60s <laughs> upwards. Yeah, yeah, That's it's it. pretty sad actually. I need to get away from a bit. But um, <laughs> what what do you do in your downtime then? And when you're not involved, are you, I mean, are you playing paddle, are you playing tennis, are you playing sport, are you playing nothing? What are you doing? Not often. I'm coffee. I'm usually walking the dog, walking the dog and coffee. Um, yeah, moving up to Edinburgh, there's plenty of plenty of spots for that. So mm. I've been enjoying that. Really. We've actually spoken about it recently. It's something that I need to try and get like <laughs> get a life, I, I get, <laughs> get something to do outside it. Just, he just watches rugby when he's not. Like, <laughs> but but when you don't like, you end up yeah. You need something that you, you can get away off. from it, like yeah. switch off, yeah. not think about the game on Saturday. Um, last week was it? Because that was that was England. Uh, why did I keep saying England? That was France <laughs> week. Mm-hmm. We went to the beach on the Thursday, our day off. Mm-hmm. And something else, like something to take the mind away from it, taking the water and stuff like that. No, no. Um, <laughs> what crazy. <laughs> is that something you're recognising now, though? Like the, the more experience Calvin you have does. in the Scotland. Do you? I love a wee duke. Yeah. I do. I'm not, to be fair, I like a duke with a sauna as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight <laughs> after. Just straight before, after. Straight after. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's good for you. But is that something that you are recognising the longer you spend in the Scotland camp and you're, the more experience you gain that you recognise actually? Having a life out of rugby is, is also important. Yeah, I think like I've it's a, been a learning for me from the first time I was involved with the Six Nations. I only played uh, four of the five games, but it was four, so I missed the first one, then played four in a row. And I think I just like spent too much emotional energy in the first week, which is hard to avoid mm-hmm. in your debut. Um, it was more so actually the the Murrayfield debut because I was starting. I remember. 
Tough all France. week thinking about it, yeah against France and Oof. then that for the like for the next week you feel just exhausted mm-hmm. so it's something that I've I've tried to sort of manage better like genuinely I think from it's maybe a discipline you put on yourself or a pressure you put on yourself you think if you're when you play international rugby if you don't think about it all the time mm. if you're not aware about everything about the game all the time you feel as if you're cheating the jersey a little bit so yeah. you feel as if you have to but it's totally wrong it's almost yeah. the opposite like you, you almost have to be really good at switching off and then when it is time to be on rugby sessions or training whatever it is you're on but you can't be emotionally heightened for a week you'll be exhausted yeah, come yeah. a week it, but I do think you feel guilty initially yeah it's a scary thing to do because you feel off. like you, yeah. you might affect your performance yeah. or something like that and you don't want to mm-hmm. sort of switch off from it mm-hmm. but uh, it is yeah. important like. it's the opposite yeah. if you switch off it's easier then to Switch on and perform yeah. every training session. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of that, then how's Harry Patterson been for the last <laughs> <laughs> the last week? How's he how's he getting on? Probably worked from um, getting chucked in yeah. last minute, like because also I think you know he probably was a little bit nervous. I don't know if he's if he was, but if, if you know I, I would have been. I yeah, think. And and yeah. when your debut, but you always play well when you're nervous. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, Plus, he's not had all week to think about it. He's just been thrown yeah. in lots of nerves, and he was quality, obviously. Yeah. And he trained like really an well. animal, so everybody yeah. was real confident. Mm-hmm. Like, he's gonna, do, he's gonna do the business now. Yeah, he trained so well all week, mm-hmm. and he's really, he's, he's been a good part of the group. He's, uh, he's not quite, he's a character, yeah, he's person, a character. but he's, uh, you've probably seen him in his song after the, mm-hmm. but he, yeah, he's full of surprises. But he's just coming out of shell a little bit because he shocked me when I, I played twenties with him, and when yeah. I got to Edinburgh, he is. He is a character. Yeah. Was he different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah. then? Definitely, yeah. Much quieter, quieter at 20s. 20s. Um, yeah, he be, is a funny guy. He's a would he be younger than you, though? Would yeah, you have been your second yeah, year so of 20s? It makes a difference as well, yeah, that first versus second year of 20s, doesn't it? Yeah, very, yeah, very much so. But no, he's a he's great value around the place. He's a real funny guy. So um, I'm sure I'm sure he'll just keep coming out with Shell. Speaking of 20s, have you had a chance to watch any of the 20s to see how, how their progress has been? Yeah, watched a little bit. I actually uh, had the honour of Presenting the jerseys to them, well, that was just before night before the France. Uh, sorry, night before they played France. Um, yeah. Kenny Murray asked. I think he asked Finn to come in, but he couldn't do it. So <laughs> second best. <laughs> yeah, I'll take second best. <laughs> yeah, but that was a cool experience because, like, um, yeah, I think they've we we trained against them on Thursday. They they were training really well. Yeah. Like their lineout was That's quality class, yeah. in the morning, um, really and then yeah, the team session they were they were good as well. So. Looking forward to the rest of the game. It's a great opportunity for them as well to be able to train with the senior squad. Do you have conversations with them? Do you get chance to have conversations and to, for them to ask questions, for them to learn from being in that environment as well? Yeah, I was catching up with with some of the Edinburgh boys and stuff. It's good to see them, like the the young lads, uh, and and they train really well. Like they go up for it, and I was catching up with Jerry Blythe, Lafferty, and stuff, and seeing how he's doing and just how he's feeling in camp and stuff. So. Um, no, yeah, it's class, and, and like I said, they're looking looking really sharp. Every, before every game, we get them, get them on the big screen, and most of the boys will will come down and watch. So it's good, just everybody supporting each other and stuff. No, asking too deep of it. What was your key messages when you presented the jersey to them? Well, the obvious things like playing France. We've had um, we 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 should have beaten that year. Remember, well, I was ta- I was talking a bit about my twenties jersey. Fergus Pringle uh-huh. introduced me and he said some nice words and yeah. talked a bit about you, my you, you got capped at seventeen for the twenties. You were yeah, seventeen against France. Oh, I didn't want to talk about that though. At Broadwood, yeah, because that was against France and that was. But you played well when you came on. That was a rough. Uh, <laughs> that was like it was thirty-four nil at half time or something like that. Um, so yeah, I tried to avoid talking about it, but I kept accidentally going into it, and I was like. Um, 
yeah, I thought I talked a little bit about my my twenty stuff and the big wins that we had. Um, Wales, mm. England at Meyerside, my first year. Mm. That was actually the week after that week disaster after. game. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just like when you're playing against France, what's important, yeah. obviously, physically, like they're going to be big boys and stuff like that. So I think it's really important as well to see how quickly you can be in that twenties environment and then mm. international team environment. Someone we spoke about often, even Welsh fullback Cam Winnett played, mm. you know. Scotland under twenty last year, and then like years to the day almost is playing in Ash. So it's it's a real, it's brilliant to these guys to give their time to the twenties and obviously the inspirational words and the the experiences, but almost to see how quickly that transition can be from where you're sitting being presented with a twenties jersey to potentially getting a national jersey. It's um, it's important turnaround. to keep that link. It can be a really quick turnaround. Yeah. Looking to England this weekend, then how are we feeling going into that game? And you've talked a bit about what this week's looked like in training. But looking uh, towards the tail end of the week, what's, what's the key messaging around the camp going into that game? I'm just firstly really excited. I've never played in a Calcutta Cup game before. I was thinking, I've so said that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. You've um, both never played. Never I, I, I said that to, uh, to Tom before. Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask you, I didn't want to be rude, but I was going to say, tell us your experiences of playing England because <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. think you had. No. Nah, yeah. That's my only experience is under 20s, and yeah. that was um, when we beat them at Meyerside, the first time playing them. It was mm. my, on my 18th birthday. And we went to watch um, Scotland play in England. They beat them the night after. It must have been 2018. 2018. Well, it was 2018. Yeah. Cause it was a, um, and Three Sisters or something like that. <laughs> but it was... Uh, <laughs> 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 I you seen it. The, the game we watched. <laughs> I'm surprised pump. you remember that. Yeah, I do remember. I was, I was really good. <laughs> but, but that's... Uh, yeah, like... Um, and then the mess and stuff. I, I think it's just, you know, speaks for itself. The Calcutta Cup. Like, it obviously doesn't need any extra motivation. So, uh, I think all the boys will be looking forward to getting into it. You'll know a few of the guys personally from playing down south as well, Ash. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. New Year's well, do you? Yeah, yeah. Got a wee smile on I your face. Few, yeah, and Manny's <laughs> back in camp, so. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, it'd be, it'd be good to good to get the opportunity to play against those mm. boys, you know. Not that you need any extra kind of motivation, but it's always good playing against your mates and definitely getting getting a W over your mates, you know. So. Uh, How important's the middle week in the Six Nations? We see two on a down week, then mm. you've got one week on a down week and finish with two. In terms of the championship as a whole, it's a really important. That this kind of middle game, isn't it? And I suppose it doesn't matter who you're playing against. All the teams will be targeting this middle week, so it's a standalone game. How important is it from kind of within the camp? Did you share those views as well? Um, or is it just another game that you have to get your process right and deliver? No, obviously it's a huge game. I think everyone's aware of that, and and we probably haven't spent much time talking about how big a game it is. But you can, there's a feeling about the it's place. On a Monday. Yeah, you know, you know that it's going to be a big week. As Dad's already kind of alluded to, this is. This is going to be a full-on training week, and um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, both in the context of the competition, mm -hmm. but just just the history of the match and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, so for both reasons, it's massive. And then just one final one: the Calcutta Cup is, as we've said, it's steeped in so much history and it's steeped in so much uh, excitement from the fans and the, the buy-in, as as we've as we've alluded to, is all very much there. How much are you looking forward to the experience in Scottish Gas Murrayfield for that Calcutta Cup? The sound, for a start, <laughs> it's likely to be coming down at pitch level. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, if it's like to, it'd be it'd be unreal because I don't think there's probably nothing else like it, like Scotland versus England. Um, you know, be sold out home game. Like uh, it doesn't get any better than that. Probably for for kind of a, a young Scotland fan growing up, those are the games you want to play in. So, yeah, definitely that'll be that'll be massive. And yours. Scotland co-captain. Yeah, I know, and and it will be a surreal experience again. I don't think it will um, 
ever become normal. <laughs> like regardless, it's, it's always going to be a surreal experience. And I think even just playing playing at Murrayfield, like Ash said before the game, the anthems, the atmosphere, and stuff like that is always special. Um, there's an age. <laughs> you say that there's an age that like isn't replaced anywhere else. Mm. Um, even when you play cup cup matches at Twickenham, it's yeah. different to other venues. But at home, there's an edge that it's just why you play, it's why you live, it's what you dream about. I can see that as a fan. Yeah, as a fan. But as can well, you yeah. see that? Yeah, I was yeah, going to say because yeah, the whole week is different, and that's what we're talking about switching on and switching off and getting your time away and being aware. There probably will be a a bigger media presence. There'll probably be more questions asked. Probably more people looking for a signed jersey. There, there, there's an edge <laughs> that week, mm. th- this week. Um, that'll culminate in the day when you warm it up. You'll think this this seems different, and it's just historical the fixture. But it is it's there, so it's using it to your advantage. But then also parking the bits that you don't need to focus on what needs to be done but, uh, yeah, yeah, for a treat pass. And we wish you all the very very best with it. What a weekend we have ahead of us. The very very best of luck to you, uh, to you and Ashwin. Great to catch up with you, to Brody Darge as always. Uh, great to speak to you both. And if you would like the latest news and content, head over to scottishrugby.org or log into the Scottish Rugby social media channels.